be messed up? This camera's still going to be messed up? Yeah, it's still going to be messed up. Give it a few minutes. It'll, it'll work back. Welcome back <laughs> to the question and answer it's session. It's not a captain's table without technical issues. It's not it's a captain's table without technical issues. Was, uh, someone was uh, stop question time. Are they wanting to stop question time, or do they want us to stop its question time? Stop. Oh, uh, you, you don't remember MC Hammer, do you? <laughs> I do, but I've tried to block it from my memory. You're younger than me. <laughs> All right, let's get started uh, with the question and answers. Welcome back again. Um, if you are watching this on YouTube after the fact, uh, or listening to this in the podcast, watch this YouTube right up there is going to be a link to the last episode where we talked about 315 and 316. Uh, and you know salvage and its changes and uh if you are listening to this on the podcast just the previous episode if you're watching this on live live on twitch you can actually go back and rewind it but don't because we're going to answer some questions here and um, this uh, this is the part where we take questions from the audience uh that can be asked to myself to individual cast members or to the whole cast or just individual you know two cast members three cast members whatever so exclamation or not exclamation point just a little coin on the bottom of the chat uh, redemption, redeem it, and ask some questions. Let's get started with the first question from Max Zoll, who asks, do you think the Liberator will be released before Pyro? I say no. Doubtful, at best. Yep. It should be, but it won't. Yeah, the reason why it won't, I think, is because it seems like CIG has maybe one one maybe two teams that do big ships and that's mm -hmm. john's crew john cruise team in 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 um uh, manchester so that team and should, the bigger the the object the more time it's going to take for them to make so they have teams that work on smaller ships and teams that work on larger ships and it feels like maybe one maybe two of those big ships gets put out a year and the last one was the Carrick and the, um, I guess what was the last one? Before? Or the, the Hercules. The Hercules was the last big one we got. And I don't think we'll get another one until the BMM is out. Maybe the Polaris, but the BMM, I think is the next big one on the list. So, mm -hmm. be, and because of that, we've got the, the BMM, we've got the Polaris, we've got the Perseus. Uh, I think like the Liberator is probably like fourth or fifth in that line. And two a year, but I don't think we're getting it until 2020. Four, until that comes out. So, yeah, I think what CIG will also want to see when Pyro releases is kind of the traffic patterns mm -hmm. in in the game. Like, how are we using gem points? What ships are we taking before they go? Oh, okay, here's the pocket carry. So they they will probably want to have that information before they even schedule it. Actually, because yeah. I, I don't think they even have it scheduled internally right now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they also have, the, the, they seem to be more relying on refuel. So, like, if there is traffic and they need to get people, like, instead of having pocket carriers, just have a Starfarer, you know. Because if you have a Starfarer and Pyro is a place where they need, people will need to get refueled. I don't know if uh, if I were if I were a Starfarer owner, I'd just park myself in some comfortable crater in Pyro and wait for someone who needs fuel. <laughs> and I got myself a job pretty easily. Um, all right. Next question comes from Max, who asks, do you think we could have in-game lottery to win a UEC? Why? Someone's going to do it. I I think they could. The question is, yeah, why? It would be more like why. I think we'll have in-game games to win a UEC. Yeah. 
don't like the problem when you get into gambling though is there's a video games and gambling legal do not yeah it's it's a it's a legal and political headache and depending mm-hmm. on where you release in the in the world not just the united states it can cause problems so cig at one point said that they were going to do betting on races allow, allow us to bet on races and we haven't heard anything about that for a while. And I think they, they talked about that around the same time as all of those loot box scandals started happening. Yeah. I think they yeah. just stopped talking about it, which probably I, I wouldn't be surprised if legal came down and said, shut the fuck up. We're not doing that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, uh. Yeah. I, I agree with Coder. I could totally see like users doing that on their own to, to, you know, build up some, some hype and some, some funds, whatever. But CIG doing it, not going to happen. Just, uh, just having having had some interaction with the CIG legal department, I can definitely see them coming down. Like, nope, we're not doing this. This, this is not going to happen. Yeah. What do you think, uh, Al? Do you think we're going to get uh, lotteries in the, in the verse? Tough one. I I can see the the legal argument. If it was only limited to UEC, maybe. But if it went down the loot box line. I would hope not because we know how loot boxes were and how much so many other games are gold with their loot boxes. Yeah. Um, but I, I can almost guarantee there'll be players who, who do that. You you look mm. in you look in other games there where they've been, you know where players can do that and they do. You know, there'll be players who'll who'll rent themselves out for, for hire, there'll be players who do play music or or whether they play live music or whether they play stream music, there'll be players who do that just because they can mm-hmm. and they'll find a way to get around it and uh, but whether CIG actually back it and say yes, we're actually doing this we're endorsing this, I don't know, given, given the grey market even though CIG doesn't back it but it's there and players use it I think that's probably giving an idea of where they'll go with it yeah. And the only will be a grey market rather than a an official having yeah the, the issue with it being an official is more to do with the fact that you can buy uec with cash if you exactly. can buy uec with cash and then gamble with it it's like then it's gambling like it's, it's gambling yeah yeah um, and and that becomes a that becomes a big issue doesn't it, it it's mm. and then they've got the, the taxation laws that go the gambling yeah and, uh-huh. Um, on that note, what do you think about the slot machines that still do totally exist in places like Hex? They they're not going to have static assets like that forever. No, you think they'll get rid of them? They'll either get rid of them. Here's the thing that they may do, and this again has probably had to do a lot with legal. As long as there's no way of taking that money out from AUE from UEC to 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 cash legally, they may be able to do the it's just a game argument. Um, I do, if they do stuff like that, I think it'll probably be more like side projects, like the arcade systems. Like the arcade <laughs> systems are in game yeah. too. They'll they'll cost a UEC, but they're just games, you know. So, um, you know, and and as Chat's pointing out, GTA has a casino, but that they probably have some very stringent laws that they had to like go through or straight stringent rules they had to go through to make sure that worked. So, yeah. Um, well, I mean, if there's a game developer that's used to dealing with government lawyers, it's Rockstar. It's Rockstar. <laughs> uh, I, think, I think people are, are able to use that um, 
you know, use their UEC and sell it off for cash. Yeah. That becomes a, a, a real big issue. And yeah, I don't know how they'd work with that. I know there are games that have done that. I know that, that you know, uh, Second Life used to do that. Or, or yeah. probably still does where you can, you know, sell off their their coins to get to get real cash and, and use real cash to get their coins. And it almost, almost runs like a proper currency. But mm-hmm. um, who knows what CIG will do and, and whether they see it as worthwhile for them. Um, someone's asking, is gambling okay if no real money is involved? Um, we'll put it this way. There's like gambling mechanics in like Fallout New Vegas where you were, you know, there's no real money involved. It's just caps or whatever. There's been gambling mechanics in games forever. The problem comes to the fact that it's a multiplayer environment and you can buy in-game money with real cash. That's That's where it gets a little bit more wonky and it can also go it goes down that legal not just legal but also moral and ethic gray gray zone yeah. because people who have addictive personalities will find those those machines and then get addicted to them just like they would get into real life gambling and casinos and they could uh, use uh, video cash. games already along that <laughs> pushing that yeah why not like <laughs> yeah right yeah so well and these games are available in jurisdictions where gambling period is just illegal. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it doesn't matter but, that you're getting actual cash. It's still a kind of an ethical thing. So, but, and, and video games themselves, even if there's no gambling, suffer that addiction motive. You have oh, people yeah. who will play games for hours on end and, and, you know, and, and yeah. golf a loopy end if, if someone t- steals their super sword or whatever it is. And, yeah. You know, so, Lots of lots of issues and ethical questions that I'm sure legal don't want to deal with. Yeah, or or PR. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, but giving us the opportunity to have card games or to have have the ability because we can already do that. We can pretty much bet on things if we want to because we've got the the money transfer system. So mm-hmm. it, like yeah. the system's already in place. It's just a matter of how players want to deal with it. And online yeah, interactions can, are not rated by the ESRB, so <laughs> you can you can, uh, you can play you can even do that now in game. You can play chess. If yeah. I win, I, I you know you beat me in chess, I'll give you a thousand a thousand UEC. Hey, yeah. you beat me, you know. So there's gambling at the right. at the base level. Uh, next game or next game. Next question comes from <laughs> Panther Modern, who asks: Is refueling being prioritized over salvage? Salvaging for 316 because it's a necessary mechanic for exploration of Pyro. I, I don't think that's the case. I don't think the team that's working on refueling is necessarily the same team that's working on salvage. Yeah. They may be, but... It is prioritized. It's definitely it's prioritized. prioritized for a different reason. It is prioritized because it's necessary for Squadron 42. Mm-hmm. That's why mm-hmm. it's prioritized. Yeah. And, and if you take CAG at their word... Salvage is coming into Squadron 42 Q1 2022. That's its current plan. Um, you know, and that seems like close because it kind of is, but that's it's like March, April of this, of this, of 2022. So it's like four months away, five months away. So, um, so I, yeah, but I don't, I don't think it's, it's prioritized because of, uh, because of Pyro, it's prioritized probably because of Squadron. But Pyro is a big yeah. deal too, so. 
Um, though, though personally, I don't think either. Uh, like, I think both of those those mechanics will beat Pyro into the game, but that's just me. Uh, <laughs> um, all right. Good question from Ayana Gecko. How is everyone at the table doing tonight? Al, how are you doing? Well, this, this morning I'm doing fine. Yes, uh, Puppet, Papa, how are you doing? I'm fantastic. Uh, a, a little weird because this is the first time I've sat in a chair that's not my wheelchair in like a year and a half. But uh, <laughs> I'm great, man. Uh, and Space Coder. I'm great. For the first time on the show, I'm not sleep deprived. <laughs> <laughs> win, man, that's a win. I, I, I'm doing okay. Um, I'm. It's rough, but I'm doing all right. I'll, I'll make. Th I'll get through it. It's more more to do with outside stuff, but. I'm enjoying doing this for, for once and not having to think about work. So, um, all right. Next question comes from the lackluster who asks, or sorry, the one lack laxter, the one laxter who asks, what ship are you most anticipating during the IAE? I, I don't know. I guess the, the Spartan or the, the new ground vehicle. There's only one ship that I'm anticipating, and it's not showing up at IAE. Until I get my Corsair, I just don't care. There we go. <laughs> Space Cutter? Yeah, I, th I think I think it's going to be the new ground vehicle. Uh, they've been kind of teasing that for a while. and uh, Spartan. Yeah, yeah. 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 And I like ground vehicles, so, so, I'm, so I'm looking forward to, to see what it is, what it does, and uh, if it's going to be straight to flyable. I am absolutely a, I'm absolutely a sucker for, for ground vehicles in, in this game, just because there's something, something about taking it slow, like slowing it down mm -hmm. and just exploring the ground, not having to just zoom over it as fast as you possibly can, yep. but just taking it in. And the ground vehicles kind of do that for me. Al, what, what are you most of the, what do you, what ship are you anticipating during the IAE? I'm not, I'm interested in the, in the ground vehicle, the, the Spartan, just to see what they do. But my guess from Zipcon is that since it's based on the, the the ballista and you know they hinted that the ship that based on the ballista was some form of apc that makes me go spartan yeah. um if it's just an a glorified big apc for taking big groups i i'm not really fussed by it i do like the idea of the of a again from sitcom that idea of that um that explorer ship but i don't mm -hmm. think we'll see that at iae but it'd be nice if we did uh kind of that nisky Explorer ship. It'd be lovely to see a refinery ship, uh, other than the Starfarer, um, being a refinery ship. But you're asking the wrong guy. Like, <laughs> new ship comes out, I go, all Ooh, ships. pretty. All ships. Ooh, are pretty. Good. <laughs> so, um, yeah. I look forward to more. Uh, this is just not the Aries. I'm, I'm kind of passive interested in the Aries. Um, but no one's pressed the redeemer button yet, so I'll just say not. Like I'm redeemer. sorry, the Ares is not gonna sound like the eighth and Wardog. I don't had to bring it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Warthog goes Ares yeah. goes boom. Boom. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Unless unless you're getting big you're getting my Bert, you know, the the, the... We need the Bert. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um all right. So this is a good question that Death Troopers talked a little bit about in chat today. And it's a good question I've seen brought up, or this kind of discussion has been brought up a lot. Uh, Death Trooper 177th uh, asks, 
What do you guys think about people honeypotting players for medical missions just to PK? Or player kill, for those who don't know. Um, should there be more serious punishment for the killer? What kind of punishment do you have in mind? I mean, it's it's murder. I think do you want a special <laughs> punishment for a specific kind of murder. De Death Trooper has been saying um, he wants to see like the maximum punishment, like five star rating, like five criminal rating, and like the military sent after people for PKing while medical, while someone's in medical. But I'm sorry that it happened to you, but it happens to all of us. <laughs> it's a risk, you know. Yeah. You're I mean, down. I think this came up on the last show I was on with uh, Daisy as mm -hmm. as a related topic on it. It's gonna happen. People are gonna use medical beacons to bait people to steal their yeah. shit. It, it's just gonna happen. This is more like the reverse. Right now, yeah, same thing, same idea. You're just gonna get cramped. But moving yeah. forward, we're gonna have reputation. You're gonna have. You're gonna be an outlaw. You're gonna become someone who you know. If your friend who is your pretend victim is going to be doing that a lot, you know, because reputation is going to be based by proximity. So if you murder someone near someone, everybody's going to lose reputation. Mm -hmm. So like, yeah, maybe the, that person's medical beacons are not going to broadcast anymore. There's going to be like, okay, seems like everybody who has tried to rescue has mysteriously died. So you know what? Uh, we're just not going to broadcast your beacon anymore. Or every time, every, t every time you accept a medical mission, you, they suddenly die. Yeah. But you, you don't yeah. get to, to get those medical yeah. missions. So yeah. You're, what are you're you doing, doing trying to be a solo team. medic anyway? Roll out yeah. there like a trauma team. Yeah, Freaking, exactly. You, you roll in, you kick ass, and you take names. This yeah. this is the, the freaking borderline grim, dark, dystopian, cyberpunk future. If you're rolling in like an idealist hoping to stick a, a, a med pen at a stranger and they're going to call you their hero, I'm sorry. It's not <laughs> happening. It's well, uh, in fairness, it may happen. <laughs> yeah. But if you're going in by yourself, you're an idiot. And uh -huh. and if you listen to any like on Infrons, we've we've been doing some series where we get professionals in their field talking about hype. And Al Grid crashed. We lost you. Al. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> He'll be back here shortly. Yeah. Um. But yeah, what he's he's saying is that hey, he's back. You're back. You're back. And I'm back. You know, so the guys on, on Infrarunners who are the medic, who are the professionals in the field, they talk about, um, oh, my camera's gone. Let's see if Wait, I can get good. that back. Good? Yeah, okay. Good on our end. Um, yeah. they, they talk about, you know, in, in real life, they don't go in just one man. They go in, they'll sweep the area, they'll check it out. They'll, then they'll you know, they'll do their job, just like Papa Jeff was saying. Yeah. Um, if you go in by yourself, yeah, you might be the hero who saves the day and saves the guy. Mm -hmm. But you also might be getting yourself shot. And if you go in and you're killing someone and looting them, well, you can expect your, you know, your rep's going to drop and you can expect that down the track, people will not will not accept you as their, as their savior. You know, they won't, mm -hmm. you know, they'll be only after putting the beacon up for people with a certain rep and yeah, you yeah. won't be getting it. I, I mean... You know, so. I think we talked about this when last time when Space Coder was on, but like I'd be totally okay with like a, a mission system, copy paste the uh, the bounty mission system, but with just, uh, you know, with medical. So you just have a tier of medical. Like, oh yeah, you tier three case. You got a boo boo. Go 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 give him a band aid. 
you know, um, on this planet. But, you know, a player rescuing is like you have to have a reputation gate, but you can't even get to players unless you do a bunch of other missions. So if you're actually going to be doing those things where you're like, I'm going to go kill people when they're down just because it's fun, you're going to have to already go through a lot of effort to do that. And that's helping. Yeah. It helps reduce some of that troll, troll, uh, trolling stuff. So Ultimately, this all falls down, like, as with all murder and crime stuff. Reputation system doesn't exist yet. Once it exists, yeah. it's, most of these questions are going to disappear because reputation is going to make that impossible. Yep. But until yeah. we have full reputation system, it's kind of a moot point. Yeah, we're just missing elements of that of that, which we'll hopefully see soon because they've also talked about really working on the reputation system as of. It was a good panel at CitizenCon. I, I yeah. it really looked like they had a plan and they knew how to move forward with mm -hmm. that plan. So, so I'm actually hopeful that we're actually going to see parts of this uh, fairly soon. All right, Ionic Gecko asks, and if you're really bad, you get Steel Frame Six come and take you down. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, hey, some people want that. Some people want to be the bad guy yeah. that everyone chases. So, uh, do you think that the first iteration of refueling will include the ability to siphon fuel from ships? If not, when do you think this will be implemented, if at all? Definitely not. Probably not the first iteration. I wouldn't be surprised if it was yeah. like some early next year. If fuel gets Eventually, into 316, totally. I think it wouldn't, because it's like a salvage thing. You know, that's definitely like a, a part of a salvage. You find a, you find a wreck, it's got a bunch of fuel in it suck that fuel out so now you've got free fuel yeah. or just again coming back to you, start you, the show go ahead. is that something they are is that going to be a gap that they haven't planned for or is that going to be a gap that they decided not to develop because it's going to take too much effort yeah I, I, hopefully cig doesn't have selective listening and doesn't only hear the parts when i talk about horrible evil gadgets that will destroy <laughs> all the players and actually listens to when we when we give things like that um but yeah, I, I think I, they've mentioned that before, siphoning fuel out of out of tanks and yeah. stuff like that. So, uh, and and it, it is something that's come up when when the Vulcan came out, and people were yeah. asking about uh, can we use the refueling drones to to take fuel? And the answer was, well, ultimately, I suppose you could, but it clearly at that point was something that hadn't been thought of. But it's certainly been put on their radar by players. Mm -hmm. I don't see a problem with with that siphoning technique coming in because it is a salvage mechanism. I don't think mm -hmm. it'll be in initially. Um, my gut feeling is I don't even think we'll see the drones doing the salvage initially. I think we'll see refueling being, sorry, not salvage, but drones doing the refueling. We'll see refueling being purely done by the, the docking mechanism in the staff era. And then mm -hmm. we'll see drones come in after that. that yeah. That's just my, my gut feeling. Yeah, I think I feel like that too. Yeah. Um, yep, small increments, small changes. Baby steps, sprints, as it just, were. Just look at just look at the way mining's done. Now, people will look and say mining's got everything at the moment. It's it's the most developed loop, and it is. Mm -hmm. But you look at what it was like when it started, and it was pretty yeah. pretty bare bones when it started. Yeah. I mean, and look at how long it took for mining to get where it is from where it was. Yeah, but yeah. It, it's gone from strength to strength, and something new comes along, and they say, "Oh, we can put these into mining as well." And so why are you doing that? Mining's already got everything. It's going to work into everything. Mm -hmm. It's just, you know, make sure it's working. Make sure it's working in all the other bits, and it's just going to cross over. And, and sometimes we need to to stop worrying and 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 you know, SDF out. You know, SDFU. Um, you know, just yeah. be quiet. Um, and yeah. and I and I, and I get that. 
but there's also times we need to actually raise those concerns that can that worry us because if we don't raise them then cig doesn't yeah. hear them and so there's kind of this twofold thing we need to be quiet and let them do the job but we also need to say things so they know what yeah so there's a yeah. balance there's a balance uh Macione, uh just a quick answer different fuel types yes there will be different fuel types not different fuel types in the sense of like banu uses a specific tool and the ue doesn't it's more like fuel grades. They've said that already. That's that's one of the first yep. things they want to implement with refining yep. is fuel grades for hydrogen. Fuel. And, so and and even that's one of the things with the one hundred I with the air system. It can refuel. It can re, uh, do various fuels. So it can refine argoke and methane yep. and hydrogen, and helium, and turn that into a fuel. So you yep. can only have the one type of fuel in the tank. So. I've got ten percent hydrogen, and I come across a massive methane cloud, which I can turn into fuel. I can spit that out and you know resuck yeah. in and refine the other stuff. Um, so. which is which is I think that's that's one of those stealth gameplay loops that I think we're gonna get in the next couple of months that no one's talking about, which is refining. Yeah, because they mentioned it in the ISC that Starfarer can do refining, and they want to get the Starfarer working. So Dan Truffin's yeah. mentioned that three or four times and you know, not only in the last ISC, but a couple of months before when he was talking about the the when they were talking about the docking and being able to use the, the refining loop on the you know, the, the, the docking link to do refueling. Yeah. He was talking about, you know, Prospector being able to drop off its stuff and the stuff area pick up and refine it and, mm-hmm. and yeah. So they've talked about that even before. So you can guarantee yeah. the, the great news I think is that it says at least in tier zero. The, the staff ferret will not only be able to refine quantum fuel, but will refine everything. And I think that'll be our first refiner. And you know, they gave us that blurry Bigfoot photo of the uh, refinery ship. Yes. Mm. <laughs> uh, but but I also think that, like, you know, yes, refining is in and on stations, but I don't think the player refinery is just going to be put this in here, wait seven hours. It's going to be put this and this and this together and outputs this material that you can then sell yeah. you know yeah i do i do the mini game play and i get this material and the advantage is it reduces the cargo space i'm taking up and gives me a high grade thing and and dan truffin even talked about that yeah a couple of months ago when he was talking about refinery it the advantage of it is i don't have to take uh an 890 not an hr yeah an orion load of or a prospector load of cargo back i can refine it here and i'm taking only tenths of the space but that tenth of the space even though it may not be as good a quality as i'd get at the, at the station it's still so much more valuable than the stuff i'd have been taking back anyway so i can get yep. more cash so mm-hmm. yeah having a, a dedicated refiner like a star star fair or this new mm-hmm. refi- misc refining ship with a with a mining crew will make your value will give you a higher value for mm-hmm. less output you, you just need to work with other people because that's cig's thing they want to make you work with other people because yeah, it's an MMO. Yep. Um, Desolus Art asks, uh, "What are the what what is the reason that salvage is so hard to implement? Is there are there any prerequisites or what? I don't think salvage is difficult for them to implement. At least it doesn't seem like it is right now for CIG, mm. because they they feel like they're they saying that they 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 want to implement it in the next six months." Um. I think the issue is less of a, well, 
Yes, I think I think the issue is is there are prerequisites, but that has to do with the fact that there are so many ships in game that you have to figure out how do you salvage them. What's the process? And if that's the process, then how do you process it? It's the same reason why repair isn't just a quick and easy thing, because again, repair and salvage are two sides of the same coin. Um, but I don't think it's necessarily like too hard to implement. I think the real issue is just time. They just ran out of time this year. They 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 they're up against it, and and no amount of people throwing out their problem is going to fix it. It's just going to take time to work through the pro the process and fix things, and they just ran out. So, right? Do I add do I add something new that's broken, or do I? expand on something that's already there and which is yeah. going to help in the long run and i think you expand on something that's there that's going to help in the long run yeah and do you have so enough qa yep you have enough qa to even test this yeah. you, you know all these other things so also I, I think when they initially planned salvage once they started doing some initial work on it they have realized that oh we're gonna have to like split off a bunch of technology out of this uh -huh. so that we can use them elsewhere like freeform cutting that was the first thing that fell out of that. And it was, I think, first or second delay of salvage when that kind of popped up. And then we're like, okay, well, this is repair. Like Al has said, salvage is just yeah. reverse repair. So so there is all, all this stuff that kind of falls out of it eventually. I know there are, doing, there are reclaimers already in game, but there's almost a, an element where you, you, you feel take the reclaimer out until you bring salvage in. Because even yeah. when salvage, as I understand it, even when salvage comes in, it's going to be tier zero, which means the reclaimer is still not going to have salvage. It's going to start with the vulture, and so yeah, it's 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 a it's a, a ship that's in a in a hard place. It's it's in a worse condition than any other I think any other ship in the game in terms of its loops. Mm. Let's let's say they go ahead and bring in salvage in whatever state it's in. Okay, you can salvage. What are you getting from that? You get you getting some scrap metal. What are you going to do with that scrap metal? You're getting components. What are you going to do with those components? You, okay, you 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 you've got. You know, congratulations, yeah. you've got yet another light fire, uh, quantum drive. Good for you. you which gonna, at the moment, which at the moment you can't have in your cargo hold. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, th that's the thing about a gameplay loop is that everything comes full circle. Yeah. So. And I think Paul has just quit on us. He needed to pee. <laughs> oh, well. Okay, well, who's going to run the show? Don't look at me. I don't know the questions. <laughs> well, I, I, I think I'm unqualified. Hey, while Paul's gone and while we're uh, off, uh, off topic, so uh, that mining gadget video that came out the other day, can we just talk about that dive animation of the person jumping out the side of their ship? I haven't seen that before. It's a new animation, and I thought it looked great. I mean, the idea of swimming through space like the like the animated character was doing is a little weird and doesn't really match up with reality, but it's not a simulation. But I yeah. thought that animation was pretty cool. Yeah. All right. it, it just says that we've got swimming. We'll be able yeah. to go swimming in the in the 890 swimming pool or in the there water around, you know, the, right. as, Finally. the waters of Hurston. Go swimming, just wear a safety suit because, you know... I, the, I, yeah, I don't think time. you want to be swimming in at Hurston. You're not the right equipment. You're safe. <laughs> <laughs> Swimming in a in a full a full biohazard suit. 
Um, I mean, you know, what do you think is safer? You know, uh, going for a swim on Hurston or going for a walk in Pripyat? I choose Pripyat. Well, if, you're, if, you're <laughs> wearing, if you're wearing a biohazard suit in Hurston, then you'll be safe for at least one. Yeah. <laughs> at least one. Then you need then you need to get a new biohazard suit just just to beware. <laughs> You know, old man Hurston just telling you the safety limits here. You know, so don't blame us if you wear your your biohazard suit twice and it fails on you. You know, we're telling you now, only usable once. Right. Uh, all right. Next question comes from Gin and Tonic, who uh, asks, "Why do people bemoan the fleshing out of mining rather than using mining as an example of what they're envisioning as a fully fleshed out game loop for every yeah. future game loop?" I mean, yeah, it's, it's no kind of what you do. People are gonna bitch about it. Yeah, that's... because they're millennials. <laughs> Just everybody hey. does it. Yeah. They want it, and they want it now. Um, yeah. I, I think the gamers. This is what it is. It's it's uh, people. People are impatient, but at the same time, people people have different approaches to the game. So some people will come to the game because they really want salvage or they really want exploration. Based off of many polls that CIG has done, exploration is a big one. So every day that exploration isn't in the game, people are going to ask, where's exploration? When's exploration coming out? How's, because that's their game. That's the game they want to play. Um, and to a degree, you don't really see a lot of people complain about combat. I mean, you still have people who say they want a little bit better experience here and there. But people aren't like, like the game isn't out, especially if they're like a combat or they're a minor, because they're like, this is the game. This is what I wanted to do. You'll hear traders complain that trading's broken right now, but the second they fix trading in the next you know year or so, you'll hear them stop complaining because it's mm -hmm. just available. So, yeah, it's just it's just a human nature. Oh, we lost um, all again. Yeah, yeah, he's back. There's I'm back. Oh <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Oh, the internet gotta love it. Uh, you really Papa, don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> Papa, Space Coder, Al, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, like I said, uh, no matter what you do, people are going to complain. It's There are Star Citizen being a game where you have almost absolute freedom in what you do. No matter what you do, you're someone's going to be missing what they want to do. <laughs> so they're going to complain until it comes in. So right now it's salvage. When salvage is in, it's going to be exploration. When exploration is in, it's going to be something else. That's why you, you don't hear miners complaining. Like you said, Paul, you don't hear miners complaining. You don't hear, you don't hear bounty hunters complaining. It's, it's all no just kind of how it goes with this game. Yeah, there's no such thing as a gaming community without some element of, of high-strung, breathless hyperbole. Uh, but also, I think that, you know, a lot of people are putting a lot of weight on terms that are being used in development of this game that just don't really mean anything anymore. Terms like, you know, alpha and beta and retail release, that, that, that's stuff that made sense in closed development in the 70s and 80s. And, and it still continues to make sense in some ways, but especially in open development, what the hell does alpha mean? Really? Yeah. It yeah. means that we're acknowledging there's shitload of bugs. <laughs> right. I, I will say I've recently gotten into uh, the 40k fandom, um, and as a guard player, all we hear, all we could do is complain because our codex isn't out yet. So it's uh, one of those things where any game has its complainers, and everyone who and it's not just 
you know, video games, but tabletop RPGs, tabletop war games, every game that exists that has some sort of community has people who are going to complain about it. It's just uh, yep. birds fly, dogs shit, and people complain. It's just facts of the universe, you know? You know, you know the thing yeah. with the bugs, uh, when Odyssey came out, I actually picked up a leaf. It's like, oh, Odyssey. They, you can now walk on planets. That's cool. So I picked up a leaf with Odyssey. And everybody was complaining, like, oh, it's so buggy. It sucks. It's so bad. I'm like, this is Tuesday for me. <laughs> yeah. I've been playing Star Citizen for years. This is Tuesday. Yeah, this, what it's the fuck Tuesday. are you guys talking about? Honestly, uh, I didn't mind that it was buggy. The only problem that I personally had with Odyssey is that it's totally divorced from the rest of the game. Yeah. 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 Uh, all right. Let's move on to. Um, I'm going to skip this one, Jin, just because we've got a lot of them. But Jin, Jin asks, you know, they're being asked, you know, Coach, Space Coder said they're being less aggressive with their marketing. What what marketing? Uh, Jen's just trying to make a point that, and this is important to, to remind you as well, CIG doesn't really have a marketing team. They do. They just don't have any money. Um, <laughs> but I would, I would, I mean, as a former marketer, as a market researcher who has, runs in these circles, um, the typical range of uh, marketing budget for a game is about one third of the game's budget. Um, and just for marketing because you want to get the word out that people know that your game exists and star citizen doesn't, they may have spent a million dollars a year. I think there's actually a, a budget out there. I think they've spent maybe like a $1 million a year on marketing. That's nothing. Yeah. They make last year. They made seven. They almost made $80 million. They, they spent, they probably spent like one, one and a half million. And that's mostly just to pay salaries. So, yeah, they don't really have a marketing team. But I, to in Space Coder's defense, and I think what a lot of people are here, is there's a lot of flashy videos that CIG has done in the mm. past, which are not necessarily reflective of the gameplay at the time. Also, that's like, like yeah. two or three years ago, you would see like a Star Citizen ad here and there. At least I would. That's mm. how I found this game. Like there was, I saw an ad for it. Yeah, now, I know really that we're cool. doing plenty of marketing for them. Yeah. The yeah. the only ads I can remember for Star Citizen were the ads that they made for the in game ships. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's what the, the thing is is that those those are also um, not now they're being made by the marketing team, but yeah. those originally were created by the cinematics team because they needed practice for for Squadron. Like that was it was just them using the tools. It was them developing tools so that they could use it for Squadron. But it just so happened to work as marketing. And, so. and we're seeing it all the all, all the way through, you know. We saw that with Arena Commander. That's developing the tools, and then we got to the point where we went to the PU, and they went, "Well, we don't really need Arena Commander anymore because everything we're doing in Arena Commander, we're doing here. So we'll just keep working here." And, and you saw Arena Commander and and um, Star Marine just almost fell into the depths of despair, and and that's one of the things that is in in 316, which was nice, was the, the rework of, of Broken Moon and yeah. those environments. So that's a nice thing to actually see them giving the love back to those those broken systems that yeah. had not been loved. Um, CAG's, I'll also say the CG's marketing team is not stupid. The people who run CG's marketing team are dumb. They, 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 many <laughs> of them are, are professionals who've been in the field for a long time, so they know what they're doing. I've I've managed to talk I've I've talked tangential like like through a third party with a couple of them at, at times, um, and and they're they're more experienced than I am 
and I am not I am not by any means experienced, but uh, <laughs> in, in comparison, but they know what they're doing, and um, they're more willing to use new media. Uh, if you've seen ads on YouTube, it's more likely than paying like probably a couple thousand dollars for an ad, and they're usually using it as demographic surveying, which. As a marketing researcher, one of the things we do is things like focus groups and uh, mm -hmm. polls, and we do everything we can to try to get to find the demographic that you know the 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 product is designed for, and then explain to you know I was an independent marketing researcher, so we would do we explain to the client what they should do or who their market who who their their demographic was and how they can achieve how we think that, you know, what, what they're looking for in the product. And right. why spend money to show your game to a bunch of people who don't give a damn about it and won't. Yeah. So what they're doing is using things like Google advertising to find that demographic, see who clicked, who's moving through. And they're, they can target with Google. It's pretty nice is they can actually target very specific demographics with a lot of social media stuff. So they can find out who are the people who are most likely to be interested in the game. So they targeted Space Coder at some point, and that's why he was in Star Citizen is because they, because the marketing worked. So yeah. um, it gets the attention to get people who are interested into it. So like, if you see it, that's probably where it is. But they don't really have marketing. And as someone pointed out, it's not time for marketing. It's not. When you see, uh, they have, a, a, what is it, like 20 million or something like that they got from that, that ad agency? Um, a couple of years ago, it was like 2020 when they, they like 20 million, the ad agency guys bought into star citizen or something like that, which was effectively, most people said, yeah, that's probably for square 42 budget, 20 million on YouTube or on social media is a lot of money. That is a lot of money for advertisements. Now, traditional media, that's nothing, but social media is very different and very cheap and is much better in modern and modern marketing. Than you than you realize, um, and politicians have realized in the last ten years it is pretty much the future. Um, and for me to run an ad on Google to, to, to through Google on YouTube is going to cost not even half the cost it would cost to run a TV ad on a, on a national spot. So yeah, yeah. Um, way to skip my question. Well, <laughs> uh, it's it wasn't really a question as much as a point, but yeah. And kind of we were because we were talking about you know the the bugs and all the rest of it. There was a yeah. quote that one of the comments in in chat that was, uh, "Star citizens, we we look at the bugs and go, oh, it doesn't matter." But that's not the case at all. We do worry about the bugs. We yeah. are concerned about the bugs, and and you just have to go to the the the, the tracker of, of bugs. You know the the uh, the, the, what the 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 issue council. The issue mm -hmm. council. And you can see the bugs that backers are putting in and doing that. So Star Citizens are really worried about the bugs. But <clears throat> we don't write it off as nothing. What we do is we say, well, we understand, but we are in early development. And we'll be in early development for a long time. And it, so it's not that we're not bothered. It's not that we're not interested. We are interested. We're heavily interested and heavily invested. But we do acknowledge that you know, we're not we're not at a triple A released game like you would expect. Uh, now, I would expect because the leak was actually released and said yes, we're done, and we're out. The way the language was used, I would expect that to be better. I'd expect uh, Valheim to be better. I would expect um, 
Oh, what's the current one that's popular at the moment? Um, you know, any of those games that have come out that are on Steam or whatever, I would expect them to be high quality because they're saying this is finished. Star Citizen is not saying yeah. it's finished. They're saying we're still working on it. And we still haven't got all the game loops in. And we're getting there. But yeah, it's a it's a different focus in terms of why those bugs, why we don't seem Ads to a lot of people to be interested in those bugs. Yeah. Um, New World is a great example. New World's used yeah, the same New engine. World. Use the same engine as, as Star Citizen, um, but people are a lot less forgiving of New World's problems than Star Citizen. Uh, like, even some of the most, like, uh, very serious, just asking questions sort of folks, people who are very realistic about Star Citizen's development, um, would not slam Star Citizen as much as people slam New World and its problems. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Whoo, Lord. And um, and the difference is that's that's a finished published game. As Star Citizen, uh, uh, and yeah. even though Star Citizen kind of is in that that vein of we're playing it and running it and doing all those things in it, as if it's and and we and that's where we fall into the trap. We can we can play and think this is a finished game, mm. but, it's, but not. it's not. And it's that that aspect I was saying before. Sometimes we need to shut up and let them develop a game and do it and other times but we also need to be doing that feedback and letting them know hey this is a concern this is a worry uh all right next question comes from shadow nova who asks now that anti-cheat is being added to 315.1 have you ever personally seen a hacker in game if yes what was the craziest hack you've seen um i've personally experienced the dead hack the 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 murder crime stat hack mm -hmm. where everyone on the server died and got a crime stat at the same time. So one person goes into the server, just God kills everyone and gives them all crime stats. It was bad. It was during a free flight. It was horrible. Um, which, which is one of the reasons why 315.1's having the anti-cheat because it's a free flight. <laughs> so... Anybody else seen a hack or? I mean, I've yeah. seen questionable things, you know. Uh, crummy little Mustangs that hit like hit like a Gladius and fly like a Talon. Mm -hmm. But maybe that was just me having a rough day. Maybe some of that was desync. Who knows? Mm -hmm. That was just Muhammad Ali. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've had devs screw with my photo shoots, but that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> I've been around Star Citizen long enough to have seen hacks in Arena Commander and hacks in Star Citizen before. Um, they exist. I don't think they're a huge problem, but I think CIG putting an easy anti-hack anti in start in 3.15.1 is directly linked to it's a free flight, and it's the biggest free flight of the year because it's at IAE. Yep. So... Yeah. They're, they're expecting people to show up with hacks. Because here's what's going to happen. IAE is going to be released. All of us regular Star Citizen content creators will make content for IAE. It will also attract one or two mega content creators, or at least attract a lot of the content creators like uh, Burke Black, who uh, play Star Citizen, um, you know, a couple times a year. He'll come back and play it to his audience of, you know, thousands. And 
that's going to attract other people who run in brick black circles to come and play Star Citizen for that time, which is going to attract other people. And then you're going to have an IAE where you've got, you know, major 10K plus people, you know, streamers playing the game, people on YouTube who, who do content. Uh, I expect people like Templin Institute, who does a lot of lore. They've talked about Star Citizen in the past, to my chagrin. But uh, they've talked about Star Citizen in the past, um, you know, because of events, because it's it, it it's new and it'll tick the box and get people interested in watching it because it's content. And that that's what happens. And so when you have that kind of attention, you're going to have the negative kind of attention as well. People coming in to fuck with the game and they'll try to hack. So it makes sense. I'll try to break it. I, I usually find around IAE that all the regular players kind of reduce their play time because they know it's going to crash. <laughs> yeah, too. They know it's just going to yeah. be overloaded. Um, oh, Rubrics Rocker too. Rubrics is a fantastic content creator. I, I, he's one of those guys I watch on the side because of what he does. And when I found out that he played Star Citizen at the same uh, as well, I was like, oh, 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 that's really cool. I'd like to see him, <laughs> like to see him play more <laughs> often. But um, he's a, a guy who does a lot of Arma videos. But at the end of his of a long running series he used to do a kind of a narrative ish Arma series, he would play the Squash and Forty Two theme song, and I was like, "Yes, do you know what Star Citizen is?" And then I found out he'd done a bunch of videos for Star Citizen as well in similar veins. So, yeah. Uh, all right. Uh. Next question comes from Hero Shade, who asks, how detailed do you think landing zones like Art Corp will be as far as missions, shoppings, and etc.? Very. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be more than we have now. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Well, like, we know I the hospital's coming for Art Corp, so. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, we got the hospital. They've talked about doing missions and like delivery missions or explore explorable buildings before, like around the areas. So they'll they have talked about other landing zones, like you know, area fifteen, mind, yeah, or whatever. Area 15, whatever. They do, they do, they don't, they don't. Yeah. We'll get there. <laughs> All right. Next question comes from Nairbear, uh, who asks: uh, Does refueling incentivize staying out longer? What type of scenario does refueling become an advantage? Pyra. Yeah. That's pretty much it. And yeah. I don't I don't think that they're gonna tier anything. Y'all think they'll change anything with with it? Given that oh. you can get for in a fighter you can get pretty much anywhere in, in Stanton just by going by the rest stops. So yeah. you know, despite how much content creators keep uh keep hammering this point home i don't think most people realize how relatively itty bitty teeny weeny stanton is mm -hmm. compared to most of the other systems that we're going to see out there yeah and not only small but jam-packed with stuff right as it is you can swap a light fire into an arrow and you you, you can jump across the system in a single jump in and mm -hmm. one of the widest fighters in the game you're not going to be able to do that everywhere. No. You're not. Even in civilized systems. Like, that's yeah. the reason why the... That's that's why the Liberator exists. Because, you know, 
they're going to have to have it in some cases. Some places, some systems yep. will literally need that. So, yeah, yeah, Pyro. Yeah, that's yeah. First ex- iteration. Mm-hmm. Um, Cavalier sixty seven asks, any idea when we'll be able to name all of our ships? No. So all my ships already have names. <laughs> yes. <laughs> S- soon. S- send me to the send me to the crazy tree. <laughs> yeah, we we all want to. We'll see. I, I think the biggest issue they had was like the names don't show up in all paints for some reason properly, and the, like the yeah. name sizing they don't like. So they're they're going they're going to work through that system, and because it's like obviously not a priority right now. <laughs> I think I mentioned this on on one of the previous shows that. It feels like the ship naming system was more like, a, oh, we can, like, I'm going to work on this for five hours on a Friday, and it's going to be there, and it's going to be in the patch, and it's maybe going to look nice. Yeah. There was some developer at CAG saying that. And then they did, and then it didn't look nice, and people complained, and then they were like, uh, okay, you know, we're going to have to go to the drawing board on this. Yeah. Because, I mean, the, so I have the MSR, right? Mm-hmm. And I have it named. But if I use my fancy paint, I can't see the name. Yeah. Yep. And that's the case for most ships because even if with a good paint, if you have a 890 jump, which is completely pale white, even then you can't really see the name because it's tiny. So I, it, it just I, needs more work. It needs more work. It needs to be scaled it. properly. But uh, like, this is gonna. This is what's going to happen because this is what happened recently. Which is for years and years and years, people said, just add a drop shadow to your HUD, guys. If it's 3D element, just add another 3D element and just slightly off put it to the side and turn the opacity down. And CIG, CIG seemed to be very reluctant to it and uh, to do it. And what did they do in 315? They added a drop shadow to the HUD. <laughs> like, I get it might have to, it's probably far more complicated than that because they now it's like, you know, using building blocks and a whole thing, these kind of things. But yeah. like the thing that people had been suggesting for quite literally nine years, just about, they finally did. So I, what's going to happen is the, you know, we're going to wait years and years and years for the, for more ships to get their names in. And uh, they're going to, people are going to say, Oh, I'm going to say this, which is just, why don't they just use the stroke tools or something like a like a like a, an outline of one color and then the different color on the yeah. inside to, to, to identify it, and they'll come up with various different ways of reinventing the wheel for it, and they just end up using like an outline, just it's just a dark outline to, to for a light color inside. That's it. Uh, but I mean, uh, that, that's just software development. You just yeah. go on all these tangents trying to do something, and then you're like, I could have just okay. Let's do let's do it the stupid way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in, in fairness as well there have been times when people have said hey do star citizen needs to do it this way and star citizen that you know the developer said it's not going to work mm-hmm. it's not going to work and the community and everyone has been saying no no do it this way do it this way and they said okay we'll do it this way and sure enough it, it doesn't work it doesn't yeah. work yeah. it doesn't work you know <laughs> and, told- and they say we told you and then they you know they go back and yeah. what it was Time and time again, we'll see that. So yeah. there are times I think that they'll, they'll go, okay, we, we know what we want to do. And it might be they have plans to eventually do that 3D shade or whatever it is. That, yeah. that they need to have something in the background or some some tech that they haven't yet put in. It's, they'll figure it out eventually, uh, but it's not really that important. Mm. 
Yeah. Ultimately, also it's, with the whole mess with oh, you know, only one name of a, of you know, only one name per hull thing. Don't get me started. That's my 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 bane. Yep. But yeah, <laughs> especially when you got individual you know serial numbers for the ships. Why? Why do I need an individual name? Yeah. Hey, props to whoever got Don Treader for the MSR. You bastard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so next question is, I'm going to ask this for space coder and algorithm, because this is kind of matches your sort of, um, uh, content style, but Papa, feel free to answer if you like to, um, course ridden readerin course readerin. And I'd say that asks, I've watched quite a few quote unquote best buy videos for ships in star citizen. And I wonder where these content creators are getting their info. As some of these ships are not even released yet, and they seem to dream of what the ship will do. Um, there is a lot of information that content creators like Algrid and Space Coder and myself and um, Pop, I don't know if you do space like ship reviews, but that we actually have access to that a lot of people just don't bother looking at. Yeah. Like, did you know that ships have brochures? Uh huh. That have detailed information. You know that there is a thing called the, um, oh, what is it? I forget the name of it, but it's like Whitley's Guide. It's Whitley's Guide, which is under under um, under Jump Point. Jump Point magazines have entire interviews with developers for ships that they're making that you can look at. Um, there's like a, a an, an entire system that tracks whenever a CIG employee posts on Spectrum. You can just go through that and the, look at look at any the, of those the things. old uh, ship shape. Yeah, yeah. Um, ship shape. So yeah, there, there's uh, Q and A's, AMAs that they that they do with with uh, all of these different uh, ships and such. So, um, does the Matrix of Lies count? It does, but no one listens to it because yeah. it's the Matrix of Lies. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. The Matrix of Lies. It, it will say things and, and it'll be wrong. And I even found with the um, with the four hundred, even mm -hmm. the in-game Moby Glass lies. Yeah. Because the Moby Glass, you call up the four hundred I. And you scroll over the components on the 400i. It says it's got a 53 um, quantum drive. As, as, as someone who looks it, at data of stuff in game and compares that to descriptions, descriptions lie. Yes. Look yep. at the stats. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, so you, you, there's a whole host of things that, at Best Buy, people do, and certainly info runners. When when we're doing a, a buyer's guide, we look at the ship. And we say. We, we when we're doing it we look at the what the ship offers mm -hmm. how much the ship costs what's its game and plan? what gameplay it is yeah and we will usually go our usual advice in, in fix my fleet if it's under 250 it's a buying game because you look at the you look at the price value of the, the ships currently in game versus the price value and the uee to dollar cost is like it's really low the, the, the Prowler is a classic example of a ship to buy and game. It's woefully unbalanced. Overpriced. Like, yeah. Yeah. Overpriced in, in real cash. It's 5,000 UEC per dollar. It's, an, it's a game, ship that's easy to earn in game. Uh, mm. In, in uh, my Aurora, I earned a, 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 the, the Rock Miner and a, the, the Cutlass Black in a month. Mm. In an Aurora. Just doing the stuff that was in the gameplay that was available, picking up envelopes, yeah. doing 
Xeno threat doing box missions and other things. Yeah. I earned a Cutlass Black and a rock in a month. And, and you know, ultimately, and so in those cases, you say, look, that's a buy, that's a buying game, you know. So, yeah. And you know, ultimately, if you're around long enough and you look at enough ships and enough ship stats. Sometimes you can fill in the blanks. Yep. If, if you know how CAG operates, if you know how the people who make the initial stats operate, it, it, just, if you have seen enough of it, you can just fill in the blanks. You're not going to be right 100%, but yep. you, you're going to be in the area. Um, yep. I, I will also say without direct references to what you're ta- what, what, what the questions of referencing to as well, it's hard to really tell. Because, like, for instance, a good example is... Um, the uh, the endeavor is something that the, the info runners likes to talk about a lot. It's the best ship for your value, just hands down. And the reason why we say that is because we look at its gameplay that it has planned, what they've talked about in the past. Uh, I'll say things like, or, or even like the Argo, but same thing. And then you'll look at the actual cost of it, and you look at like the cost of an endeavor base is like two hundred and fifty bucks. But for all of its gameplay that it plans on doing, plus all of its, its modules, it's insane what that thing can do. Now, that might change over in the, in the future, but if you see, see a video from the Info Runners, we've done a couple of them where we talk about the, the Endeavor is just like, it's the best bang for your buck. We, we are called the cult of the, the, cult of the Endeavor. If I, yeah, but we, it's because we look at those, those stats, know about what they, what they do in game and what mm-hmm. other ships are similar to, to do it and, and look at the cost and just go, the, the cost, versus the output is just insane. Like the Banning Merchantman is a great, another great example. If you got an early mm. Banning Merchantman, holy fuck, that thing was valuable for its cost. But, <laughs> yep. you know. Uh, and so it's all of those aspects that come in come into play. It's not just going, oh, yeah, this, this ship's awesome. It, like, yeah. I, I'm not, a, I'm not a, a, a Corsair fan. I'm not a Corsair fan because those both are useless. Yeah. It's here. They just shoot sideways. To me, they're just, it's not a broadside. A broadside, multiple guns, not just one. Oh, yeah, those side turrets are absolutely useless. Um, You know, but do I think it's going to be a great ship? Yeah, look, it's going to be an ideal alternative to either a Connie or a 400i. It's got lots of firepower, but it's not going to, but it doesn't fly as well as a a Connie, according to all the documentation that's been released. But it's going to outfire a Connie. And the four hundred I is gonna outfly a Connie. You know, it's, it it really is. If you're good in this area, you're bad in this area, and, and vice versa. And it's just yeah. a matter of getting that balance. And and using the Corsair, for instance, it's easy for us to assume that it's going to be more reliant on shields and speed than it's going to rely on armor. So it's not going to be very tough. Does that say it anywhere in the in the brochure? No, but it's a Drake ship, and you can pull that from from uh, from from Drake. So it's more than yep. likely going to be true based off of their current balance. So. It's a little bit of intuition because we see things in game and we know how to ch- how they look, but it's also you know just knowing what sources to look at and how to to look at them. Yep. See so a lot of people uh, saying, uh, "Oh, uh, they make stuff up." Yeah, people do. The people do make stuff up for clicks. It's gonna happen. But um, again, without v- direct examples of what the you're referencing, do that's the best we can do. Go ahead, Al. Sorry. Yeah. So and with Drake, you know, for years people used to say. Drake have no armor. There's like a paper bag. And Sergi mm-hmm. came back and said, oh, you know, no, they've got armor. It's just not as good as others. And, other, and I've heard people say, well, where do all these in, these creators get this info from? Well, original law basically said 
great ships don't use armor. They're, they're really yeah. lightly armored compared to everything else. And so the language that was originally used was they're crap armor. Mm-hmm. Um, they're using other, other elements. They're, they're bare bones. It's really utilitarian. It's cheap to make. It's everything else, blah, blah, blah. I keep not, saying this. Drake is the ladder of surfism. It is. It is you know, so, <laughs> you know, so you see, you see that balance of, of things. And so we take on the law aspects and, and we'll look at the law. And as the law changes, we have to modify what we're saying. Mm. But even if Drake ships have armor, according to the law and according to everything they've put out, it's still not as armored as an RSI ship or, right. a, or Anvil or a yeah. Crusader or a Misk or, you know. And but they make well, up for it for being a lot more guns. Yeah. And, and while the, the, um, the descriptions might not be direct, the roles of a ship rarely change, you know? So you're not going to have a ship that's a minor suddenly turn into a, a combat ship. You might have the Connie go from being kind of an all-rounder, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. You're not going to, you might have the Connie change a little bit of its role here and there as other ships come out, but the Connie is an all-rounder ship as it were, you know, as it's still. Yeah. So you, 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 as long as you stick it, it with prob- the actual... I tend to Whoa. think the Connie's had the biggest change. Yeah. Because because it did start as that um originally it used to get referred to as a space superiority fighter. It had yeah. its snub fighter in its in its hangar bay, it had its missiles, it had the uh the guns. It was really the penultimate um group group ship. Mm-hmm. But as times went on, it, it went the same way as the the cutlass the cutlass did originally. The cutlass was mm-hmm. supposed to be that that two person fighter that could take cargo and, and when it first came out crap cig said yeah that's because it's more a merchant ship now rather than that fighter and that's why they developed the buccaneer mm-hmm. um you know and you see that with a connie the connie's no longer that space superiority ship it's more a a, a, a whore, a, 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 an armed freighter mm-hmm. um much to my uh, my frustration and annoyance but <laughs> listen the merlin that's is the way it is i don't care what anybody says that merlin is really fun to fly and you can if you get a, a... It is a it's a it's a hoot. Oh, if you get oh, what is it the 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 Archimedes? If you get the Archimedes over the Merlin, those quad size one uh, laser laser repeaters or ballista or do you put a ah. laser repeaters on? Ah, oh, it's so good, so fun. It can actually ah. do some damage. Yeah, you yeah. actually and arena command. I used to love taking the 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 the, the um Mustang in that, but the 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 uh, Archimedes mm-hmm. don't fly into the sun. You will go blind. <laughs> you want to get a black paint on that thing or the green yeah. paint for the, the regular silver you fly into the sun and you can't see crap it's a... yeah because yeah, it reflects off of the ship into your eyes my eyes my eyes <laughs> yes all right let's move on to the next question um after playing 315 ptu do you think criminals will still have a better chance of survival this question's for me because i think I, I said this yes I think they criminals will have a better chance of survival because if you're a good criminal players will start to question whether they want to go after you or not. Not because they don't necessarily want to fight you, but because they want to do, they want to risk everything they have in their ship. Cause it only takes once where a bounty hunter has their entire life loaded up into uh an Avenger for that ship to go pop because they, they they attacked the wrong bounty head and suddenly they've lost 
you know, a day's worth of content of, of work because they, you know, decided they were going to go after the wrong guy. And then the question becomes, is it worth it? Do I want to? Do I want to chase this guy down? Right. And if they, if, if they want to come after you and they want to be able to have a respawn, they can't just use a Cuddy Red anymore. They have yeah. to invest a character in 890. Yeah. And and for it's a, it's a reverse question. Like, bad criminals are going to survive less. It's exactly uh -huh. the same situation. If you're a bad criminal and you're sucky at it, you are going to go and try and pick on someone who you're going to die and you're going to lose everything you've, you've gained because you've got it all on your ship. No different from anyone else. It, it's 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 gonna suck for anyone who's not prepared don't take you're also you're going not prepared to, see to lose a lot of people who just come out with an undersuit and a helmet that you get when you respawn and they're just gonna go around and ram things with their ship because they have 20 ships and they just respawn mm -hmm. and okay it's gonna give me a helmet and an undersuit so i'm just gonna grab another ship and i'm gonna go again uh, I don't know. I, I, last time I played, they didn't give you back your helmet and undersuit when you died. So. Might have changed. I, last time I played, it did give me a helmet and undersuit, but might have yeah. changed. I think it depends on how you die. Respawn um, has been kind of wonky for, for yeah. me in 315 over yeah. the last couple of days, so. Uh, Alright. Next question comes from Hero Shade, who asks... What do you think of the state of trade in 315? Bounty hunting has been the only way to make good money this year, and I really want cargo delivery missions to be worth the time. As my experience goes, trade is better than it has been in the past because they've upped the respawn rates. Does that mean that trade is back to its glory days of Quantanium um, uh, or no, Laranite shipping across, across the uh, Crusader system? No. You still can make a lot of money. And you can even make money uh, uh, smuggling these days. It's just you're not going to be making the million credit runs anymore. You can still make yeah. money. And it's, it's still fun. But you're not. it's not the most efficient loop. It's better than it used to be. But it's just not the most efficient loop anymore. And I think yeah. we'll find that even bounty hunter missions will kind of be pulled back into line. You know, just like, just like trade missions where it's through a roof. They got pulled down negative and they're bouncing up. And you'll, you'll find we'll constantly see that shifting back and forth of mm -hmm. uh, loops. And when salvage comes in, we'll find the same thing. And when exploration comes in or repair comes in or refueling comes in, we'll find that initially it's really good or really bad and it'll bounce out. It'll get bounced. Out. Yeah. Lies, you cannot make money smuggling, especially Altrusha toxins. So you should just stay out of Jump Town, leave it alone. Nobody wants you there. Listen. I was just saying, listen. I, I think Paul's listen, got son. To say on that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, uh, toxin. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's the only problem is is I make all these smuggling videos te teaching people how to smuggle, and I'm like, oh god, I'm gonna tell people how to how to make how to how to make all this money smuggling altruciotoxin to from jump training your con competition. And now they're gonna yeah. start doing it, and I'm gonna the wait times are gonna be insane. Um, yeah. But you know. You know, when when they toggled trading or when they toggled uh, commodity inventories from the old system to the new system, which is for server meshing, trade went all the way down because the inventory sizes were very low. And now mm -hmm. they're kind of increasing. And I feel like they've been underestimating the size of or, or the volume that people are going to trade. Mm -hmm. And I think it's going to happen again because with 315, everybody's going to be scrambling to make money. 
Yeah. It's going to be everybody just chasing profit everywhere. So mm-hmm. I think we're going to see it again, but I think it's going to be less bad than it was. It's going to be bad. There's going to be people waiting. There's not going to be anything to buy. You're going to have to be buying shit commodities, selling them for shit prices. You're not going to be making, you know, millions of credits, but you're still going to be making enough money. Yeah. And ultimately, it's not supposed to be about money. It's supposed to be about you having fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Take, take my little Argo different. and do box missions. That's what I'll do. Hey, Argo missions. Yes. That's what I'm uh, going to do. Argo quantum box missions. There we go. Yeah. Um, all right. We've got six more questions and then we're done. So we're going pretty good. We've got about an hour and 15 minutes in so far. So um, Sand Groper asks... I know. <laughs> uh, Sand Groper asks, I'm a sucker for ship content. What single topic apart from ships should I be getting excited or interested in when uh, CIG or content creators talk about it? Other than ships. Okay, so you're talking about you're, you like ships, but you're you're... you're Think you want to be interested about other things? Is that what you're, you're asking, Sand Groper? Um, what do you think? Gameplay loops. Gameplay, Gameplay loops? loops, absolutely. Yeah. Um, backend, uh, like server meshing stuff, but also like like persistence and and quantum. Quantum. Yeah. Guys... Refactoring? Wait, no, it's only me that gets excited about refactoring. <laughs> Which refactoring? <laughs> Which what, what, what refactoring are you talking about? I don't know what you're, you're referencing. So. so, so it's like uh, updating old systems to new technologies. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, everyone should get excited about that because it also means better performance. Because when yeah. you right. see the same thing copied four times and a code, a, you know, a coder going to, to clean up their and they go, "Why is this in there four times? Just change yeah. the strings up, fix these strings, you know, yeah. <laughs> untangle the wires." I think things that is like, not how it works, but but yeah. fair enough. <laughs> in terms of the question about, I love ships. What should I be interested in? And I assume, I when you say ships, I take ships and vehicles, and you know all the playable type stuff. I think things like the derelict ships, the the explorationy aspect of being able to go in something that's new or you haven't seen, um, going and checking out. Um, as, as someone says, I was about to say, and the law. And the law. Because you go yeah. into those derelict ships, you go sightseeing in, in the verse, you're actually exploring the law. I was just going to say, you guys are getting called out in the chat. I know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so that's something. If, if you love ships, you want to know the law, you want to know the history behind the factories. I love the history behind Crusader. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But oh, I've yeah. got to be honest, I hate the Crusader ships during game at the moment. They, to me, they're just. <laughs> I, I thought they were going to be awesome, and to me, they're going. Um, yeah. No, new know, systems. I, I love Crusader's like, Law. New systems too, because when we get Magnus, we got we got Drake's home. We can go see yeah. the Drake factories, you know. Uh, when Terra comes in, you can go to new, and, uh, and the University of Mag. Isn't the University of Magnus out there as well? Don't go, have a go, university. Go go fighting. Um, pirates i don't know go go pirates i guess that's us go corsairs there we go uh i don't know the name of the, the their, their mascot that's their na- mascot now cig the, the corsairs there we go uh <laughs> the the newcastle corsairs um yeah the university of newcastle that's the that's the um the the university for those who don't know it's it's the the my the in-lore fiction of my characters that come from the university of newcastle so the, the galactic and, story and, and that's kind of uh seen as really down, downgraded. Downgraded. Um, 
It's it's barely a part of his humor that wasn't part of the joke that the leader of uh, the, the director of Drake actually left the those places and went to you know oh that was Redder little colleges Redder yeah, that was Redder left. yeah yeah there was some joke left. about like how this is one so there's the two co-founders of Drake or the co-founders of Drake Jan Dredge was like graduated from the University of Redder and her her partner um has a comment where it says like the University of Redder um, they just you, when you sign up, they just throw a degree at you, and so it's like it's it's like a, yeah, <laughs> it's 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 like this underhanded comment about like how like like her own partner was like she just went to a shitty school, you know? Yeah, so. oh, I didn't know that about your character. It's funny because I I uh, went when writing up a backstory for my own character, he has an honorary degree from from Newcastle University. There we go. So. <laughs> Great minds. So there's, there's, there's that whole, there's that whole, um, that whole academic um, snobbery that goes on. It's a bit like a, yeah. a BA, yeah. you know. It's rip off, rip, you know, go to uni and rip off a BA and in the toilets, yeah. you know. Um, I would say lore is important. I, I, the thing to be excited about lore is more about it being added to the game, because whenever you get yeah. like actual in-game lore, like players, like like probably through the reputation system you know, like, like mission givers and, and mission giver chains and events. That's cool. Yeah. Um, cause that also affects your ships because your ships will become a lot more valuable uh, during like a, an Apollo is a lot more valuable during like a, a major accident, industrial accident in, in area 18 than it would be if it was, uh, you know, just hanging out in the verse because now you've got something to do, you know, you've got a job to do and get paid for it, but it's also, an event that might affect the lore of them affect the whole game a little bit more. So, uh, all right. Next question comes from Cavalier 67 who asks, when do you think they'll put out a capital class hospital ship? They have put up a capital class hospital yeah, ship. Have may, 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 the may, may, the endeavor hope. Yeah. May, may the, the, uh, the, the, the endeavor, the cult of the endeavor uh, folks tell you about the, our Lord and savior, <laughs> the, the endeavor hope. Um, yeah. it's a capital class hospital ship. It's, and it's only full on hospital, literally it, full on hospital. Yeah. It's like $300, right? Once it was sold. Uh, it's a, 350 for a base and then whatever the hope is, but yeah, it was originally. Yeah. It's, 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 it's steel for what you're going to get from it too. So, yeah. <laughs> um, and the hangar bay of uh, but the hope was the hospital module just takes two of the slots on the endeavor and the hangar bay would be one and uh the hangar bay the cutlass red. two two cutlass, two cutlass reds, right? reds was originally yeah. that is yeah so yeah there's your mini carrier hospital yeah. ship and, and the cab of the, the endeavor is heavily armored so it can go basically into the corona of the sun type aspect and and really close to those really inhospitable areas. It's so. also a completely separate ship because yep. you can d detach the cab and it's its own ship. So you can have your own mini space station with the Endeavor too. So it is a mini space station. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, was, it was a mini space station before the, uh, the Kraken was. The yeah. The Kraken yeah. camera. <laughs> uh, all right. Next question comes from Red99255 who asks Do you guys think the new clouds on planets will add new gameplay opportunities? Um, yeah, eventually. Added depth to 
<laughs> existing gameplay opportunities. Yeah. It's not directly a gameplay opportunity. It's more more an enhancement to existing gameplay. Where okay, if I'm dogfighting, I can hide in the clouds. Assuming I can hide my signature somehow. Yeah. I can I can lay in wait mm-hmm. if I've got enough fuel or, or stuff. I can. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it'll eventually create new gameplay opportunities. Like I think because they already have the weather system in. For those of you who don't know, there is a full-on maps, mm-hmm. heat, like wind calculator like like a full-on weather system it's always maps. ugly at, at, at new babbage <laughs> anywhere where i go to take photos it's it's always sandstorm it's, oh, it's always sandstorm. rainstorm oh, try landing a, a paragon in uh in micro tickets the wind yeah the hurricane force winds all yeah. the time don't so forget actually... to turn off your engines you'll say bye-bye to your ship and, yeah. they, and they've actually had to kind of tear back on that but you add that up to now it's just been wind and kind of weird but you add clouds into that that mix, you start adding things like precipitation and rain and snow and um, and fog and lightning strikes and, and those sorts of things, which will add more depth to the game and some gameplay opportunity because it'll prevent ships from being able to land in those storms. So you have to land and then get a ship, a, a rover out and drive it to your, your destination or whatever. So, yeah. yeah. Um, all right. We got three more questions. Griffin Gaming RPG asks, sorry if this was asked slash answered, but panel's thoughts on the refinery capabilities of the Misk Starfarer slash Gemini. Let's start with you on this one, Al. What do you think about what do you think about the refinery capabilities of the Starfarer Gemini? I think it's returning the idea of what the Starfarer could originally do. So the Starfarer was originally sold as a ship that could uh, refuel and refine. So the idea was that it would scoop up the hydrogeny aspects and quantum aspects and refine it into fuel. That's why it's got the six tabs, the six uh, fuel pots. You could actually have six different types of fuel in those balances or six canisters of the same fuel. Um, when quantum fuel became a, a mineable rather than a gas, the Starfarer lost that. And there was a m- mass outcry from people. The fact that they've that Dan Turfin has twice on different shows talked about the refinery aspects of a Starfarer being able to refine material is great. Whether the Starfarer stays as being able to do all mineables from a, a, a mole or a or a prospector is yet to be seen. But certainly at T zero it will do everything. And I think that's awesome. So there you go. Papa Hefe, your thoughts on on the the refinery capabilities of the Starfarer gem, or slash Gemini? Uh, so you could probably find you'd be hard pressed to find anyone less qualified to talk on that than I am. Uh, <laughs> I, mining is undisputedly the most fleshed out gameplay loop in Star Citizen. I've never mined. That's one of the most popular gameplay loops in Elite. Never mind. I I, I played. Eve for years and years and years and all my buddies, all they ever did was mine and I never mined. However, uh, as someone who who's uh, whose primary focus in the in the in the future of this game is piracy, not to be considered with reefing, which is terrorism, talking about piracy. Um, I all for it. I, 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 I genuinely look forward to miners being able to do the things that they love doing and being able to make a profit doing it and be happy doing that because mm-hmm. that means the more they're doing that, the more that I can try doing the thing that I love doing. 
So my, refining refining on the star on the the Starfare, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, space coder. It's a, uh, Starfare has always been kind of the refinery, like the the refueling ship, right? Yeah. Uh, like Al said, with quantum fuel becoming a mineable rock, that that's a tenuous position for the Starfare. Where okay, are are they gonna remove quantum fuel for from the Starfare as the Starfare can't make quantum fuel, which would be stupid, because you you need hydrogen and quantum fuel in Star Citizen. Mm -hmm. Can't go you know, can't go places without both. So if they remove it, then the Starfare loses its purpose. If they say, okay, it can refine quantanium into quantum fuel, then you will have the inevitable question of, well, if it can make quantum fuel out of quantanium, why can't it refine copper ore into copper? Mm. And at that point, you need to make that decision of, okay, are we going to allow this? And that, that remains to be seen. I, I think it would be viable. I think it would actually solve kind of a vacancy that I see as there is no ship for refining mineables right now. So that would kind of, you know, kill two birds with one stone for me. I don't know if that is the original intent of the ship, but at we, the same time, we've seen ships shift from their original intent. So it's a possibility. We, we know the Starfire was originally supposed to do quantum fuel refining. Mm. So we know it was supposed to have a refinery. We know that the uh, Orion is supposed to, I believe, is supposed to have a refinery of some form in there. Yeah. We know the Reclaimer is supposed to have a refinery of some form yeah. in there. Whether they can actually do all the refinery, all the, all the yeah. you know, refine everything, or whether they can only do specifics, we don't know. But I do. I, I think do there's think... a lot of ambiguity with the, you know this ship has but a refinery, I... this ship has a refinery, but they are different. You know, yeah. it's, it's a mining ship, then you have a refueling ship, yeah. then you have a salvage ship. But I think when they first bring out the 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 refining, I think the ship they use, whether it's a whether they've got a MISCS, whether they're using a Starfer, and whether they've got another small refinery ship that they bring in, and we know that was from uh, Citizen Con a couple of years ago that. That last ship was supposedly the, the refinery ship, and we're still waiting for that. Yeah. We know it's coming, we just don't know when. Yeah. Um, we assume it'll be very soon. Um, as as someone just said in chat, hopefully, you know, the IAE. Hopefully the IAE. Mm -hmm. So we know, we know there's one coming. We know there's one that's going to be at least concepted or available. Yeah. Whether... And I think, but I, so I think when that first ship comes on, when refinery comes on, I think the Starfarer will do everything, whether, whether that's the intent. A bit like the staff, but like the Cutlass Red could do resurrections and or re, you know, respawn. Um, whether they go down the line and they say, okay, well, it can do quantum fuel because it's storage tanks for gas. And, and I know the Starfarer is supposed to be able to have option to put solid cargo pods on or gas, or, you know, gas cargo pods on. That's another aspect that could come into, you know, if you've got solid cargo, you can do regular stuff. If you don't, you're just doing the, the quantum. Whether the, the, the uh, reclaimer can just do the repair, you know, salvage the materials from ships and refine that down to base materials. Whether the Orion is doing all the other stuff. We don't know. But I think initially down the track, at, at first instance, it'll do everything and then 
down the track we might see it paired off if they intend to do that but yeah sorry paul your turn you probably hurry this along because paul looks like he he's needing a nap no we only got we only got two questions left so um but uh in terms of the the refinery like i i think what cig realized i think this is more of a more of a basically how Dan Truffin seems to, and his team seem to think, which is why is the Starfarer the only one that can, why, why can it only refine quantum fuel? And if the answer is because we say so, I'm sure that the Dan Truffin's team is like, but why? That makes sense. Why yeah. does that make sense? And, and so making it, make it be a, a refinery, maybe not a good refinery, but a refinery and also being able to be a refueler means that it gives a little bit more flexibility. It adds it a little bit more. Um, and people are, uh, you know, are also saying like, Oh, really, you know, th- there's no place to put mineables. And the, the reality is there's no way to transfer mineables right now, except for like by a mystical hand wavy and background, there's a lot of stuff that needs to be added, which if CIG is talking about doing refining that openly, as with the Starfire doing all this stuff and that frequently, mm-hmm. it means that they have that done or it's going to be done in short while. Maybe not 316, but right. like the within the next six months. So you think about th- it, you know, transferring mineables out of a ship onto another ship, that's just reverse refueling. Yeah. It's it's also so they're just, gonna have the UI for that, they're gonna have the docking for that. So mm-hmm. Or as far as I'm concerned, that's just another function in the code. Yeah, and, or, and also things like tractor beams, and also like physicalized cargo, and those sorts of things. You know, like that's what all that means. So we don't have and, any of this that happens. And one thing with using the Starfarer is the Starfarer is actually a bloody big ship. Mm-hmm. Uh, the interior hold of that thing can take massive vehicles at the moment. Yeah, it 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 basically a. Uh, it's almost a, a mini C2 because of the number of vehicles you can take in it. And it's got fitting for 12 just in the cargo bay, let alone let alone anywhere else. And then you can put, I think you can, the biggest vehicle you can get in there is an Ursa, at least last time I tried. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so that's that's not a small amount. And that's just because it gets caught on the, the vet get caught on the ramp. But there's mm-hmm. plenty of room in there to park numerous vehicles. Um, so yeah, it's a it's a great ship, and so you've got plenty of room for your mineables or your gas or regular cargo. It's just a ship that at the moment suffers from lack of purpose. Yep, I think it's gonna. I, I think next year is gonna be the year of the Starfarer, at least early on. Especially after three sixteen, it'll be the year of the Starfarer. Uh, Starfarer right. oh. show. <laughs> Hopefully, they get a. They get a re- rework. If if the Starfarer gets its functionality and it gets an interior rework, so it doesn't look, so it doesn't, it isn't designed like crap. <laughs> then then yes, it will it will definitely become a big favorite of many people because it's 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 a, the exterior is great. It looks great. It looks like mm-hmm. a unique ship in Star Citizen universe, yeah. and it's huge. And it's, I, I love the Starfarer. Yeah. It flies the way you'd expect. Yeah. You, you feel it should fly. You know, mm-hmm. it feels heavy. It feels chunky. Um, the ship I like just because of that. It's yeah. yeah. So it, 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 the only thing that's missing is its functionality 
and it's the interior design is garbage. So it, from a different time period, it's a completely different time period from in Star Citizen's design history. So if those two get get fixed next year, I, I it would be in best in show. I don't think it would win best in show, but I think it'd be top four next year just yeah. because of that. That's good enough. Yeah, good enough to get a skin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, ne- last two questions. The first one, uh, the, the, the of the last two questions, this next one is from Maxol who asks, what do you think about for the star map rework announced for the SCL this Friday? Space Coder, your thoughts? There was a, what? <laughs> oh, a star map I... rework that they talked about in the Star Citizen Live. Right. Oh yeah, we, they, yeah, they need to rework the star map like very, very desperately. Please, you please do that. I, mean, I didn't. I, okay. <laughs> I go to school. I have to write my thesis. <laughs> Pefe, did you watch it? Oh, y- y- yes. Yes. Okay. A- and my blood pressure spiked. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I have mixed feelings. We all knew that the rework was coming eventually. And uh, you know, I, I like that they clarified some stuff. I, I love the direction that they're taking where, you know, it'll start from your local radar and you can scale it all the way out to the, the galactic scale star map. That's really cool. I was really hoping that... Uh, that we'd be get, getting rid of the, the dumpster fire that we've got a little faster. Mm-hmm. I can put up with it a little longer for a, for a quality product. Now, I haven't seen that part, but I think any rework of a star map is good in terms of mm-hmm. uh, fixing issues with whether it's, you know, being old, it's out of date with the law or, and vice versa. So fixing those things up is great. Yeah, we I have think... hit rock bottom with the star map. Yeah, we can yeah. only go. So, a, a couple of things for clarification. If you didn't watch SCL, um, the 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 mobile glass still runs off of Flash. Yep. Mm-hmm. And they've yeah. <laughs> so yeah. they they've said that they've got about <laughs> they have more than fifty percent of the UI has been converted over to building blocks, but they've been tackling the very specific things that they need to do for Squadron. And Moby glasses. I don't know if the Moby glasses even going to be in Squadron. I think it's it's a Star Star Citizen asset. You may have it, but um, we'll see. Um, but they are. They said specifically that they're working on it. It's ha- it's being worked on, but because it touches so many different aspects, they have to wait for things like long-range scanning to get involved and you know um they needed things like detection because it is a small to large scale um and they they did say that they're going to use if you've watched if you know the arc star map they're going to use that as a basis it's not they're not just going to port the arc star map in but the arc star map on the website is they're using that as a reference so that's if you if you like that, that's similar to what they're doing with Star Citizen. Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't sound like it's going to be happening soon. It's being worked on, but they were not, it was, they were not making any indications about how quickly that's going to be done. So all they were able to confidently say is that they feel like they're about fifty percent of the way there, getting rid of Flash. Yes. So oh, I am yeah. getting rid. Of- Okay, fine. Yeah, that's good. So yeah, I'm gonna have to watch that just to figure out how how stupid I think it actually is. That this idea. They they were 
they were non-committal. It was more of a, yeah. because they couldn't show anything off. They said, you know, Jared right. said, is it anything like the Ark Star map? And they said, if you've seen the Ark Star map, we like the design, but it's, it was made a long time ago and it needs to be updated. So, yeah. and, and the way that the things they hit yeah. on was like, it's ease of use, how, how it scaled really well. Um, and uh, it's it's like two D to three D functionality. Those sorts of things are things that they liked, but it was like that, but better is was was their kind of take on it. So, um, and for those of you who don't know, the Ark Star Map won awards. It, it literally yeah. legitimately won awards for how good it was. So, yeah. uh, and it is also a great source of law for those who are bagging us out for not but pushing the law. If yeah. you want to see some of the amazing, really interesting stuff that's out there to be discovered someday mm -hmm. in the future, it's there. It's it's there. Go go take a look at it. That's it's on the RSI website. Yeah. yeah, you can see all of the the systems that are connected to Stanton and Pyro and Nix. So you can see all of the different systems that might be in the game shortly. So, and you often hear you've often heard uh, content creators talk about the the line of five of the systems we expect to see and. Ultimately, mm. it came from looking at the star map and also looking at the systems that we knew were being developed and also what were in game already. So, mm. um, yeah. yeah, it's going back to that question: where do we get our info from? Well, well we we troll through CIG's multiple pages, and yeah, it's terrible. It's horrible. I hate it, but I do it anyways. It's just <laughs> I wish it was more centralized. That's all. It's just there's so much information. And you love digging and finding those questions and answering and making hypothesis and postulating. Well, I, I feel like you need to like manage your expectations there. Nothing <laughs> <laughs> worthwhile comes easily, but I I love I, I as a historian I love putting puzzles together and filling in Absolutely. gaps where everything's happened. But at the same time, um, as a historian, I hate going to the library, and that's literally our job. That's is just going yeah. through libraries and, and finding information. And I hate and, it. And, and that I love is, it. isn't it? Just a whole pile of libraries. Yes. Even, even going through Jump Point is like a library now because it's just. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's and, great. And there's no search engine for it. So you've got to actually yeah. go through manually. It's, oh. You got to read every little bit. And 90% and uh -huh. like of the stuff you read is garbage or stuff you already know. And then if you read it for that 10%, it's like reading the monthly report. The monthly report yeah. is mostly stuff you know, but then every so often you pick like seven or eight sentences out of there being like, the fuck, fuck. is that? <laughs> you know, huh? we've never heard anything about that. So, yeah. Uh, All right. Last they question. Low key just announced. Yeah. Yeah. They <laughs> like, for instance, they low key announced that they were doing damage reworks for salvage in, in, in October. And they uh -huh. also announced a new thing called quantum boosting. Which is different from quantum travel, regular quantum travel. I didn't catch that. Yeah. It was under the engine stuff, which oh. it's basically made a cut, which is like, what? <laughs> what is quantum <laughs> boosting? Um, Ionic Echo asks, oh, by the way, I'm going to plug it and put it up, put it up there. Uh, if you want to know more, I went through the entire, you know, wrote a, a monthly update on my office hours. So you should watch it there. And go go watch the the section. Anyways, uh, Ionic Gecko asks: With the introduction of the refinery ship, do you think we will also get ship tractor beams? If not, will uh, will we be able to move the saddlebags from mining ships? 
I think the first oh. iteration is going to be kind of a hand wavy magic of transferring things. And then once the Cargora factor hits, then we're going to move on to moving saddlebags. I think there's even going to be a gap after the Cargora factor. Mm -hmm. And somewhere in there is going to be tractor beams that can carry ships. Open local inventory, move move local yeah. inventory point A to yeah, point B. Yeah, certainly for V0, V1. Yeah. I think it depends on whether they allow the ships like the Prospector or Mole to drop their saddlebags. Mm -hmm. And if I if I can drop their saddlebags at a full, then ships like the the Taurus with its tractor beams, ships like the Cutlass with its tractor beam. I think we'll then would use it, but if they don't have that ability, then it'll just be that transfer, transfer, transfer. Uh, as for the question about about tractor beams, I think we're going to get ship tractor beams because they've teased it a couple times. Um, mm -hmm. th there was that 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 obvious the people I ever thought was a mining head, but it was in the background was a three fifteen p, and it was quite obviously a tractor beam for the 315B, which has a bespoke, or it's like an unmovable tractor beam. You can't remove it uh, on it. Um, I, I think that, and of course, the cargo refactor itself is more of, a, of an indication that we're gonna get tractor beams for ships soon. Um, just because TM. you need them yeah. for, for big freaking things that we're gonna be moving with a cargo refactor. Yeah, you're going to need tractor beams. Um, yeah for ships and for bigger tractor beams and we've we already seen them working on hand tools for tractor beams and the, like the connie taurus has its two twin tractor beam gun turret now uh so yeah it's obvious that they're thinking about it and or already planning for it so and yeah. i thought that was a really great addition to the taurus that, that oh, yeah. bottom part um it yeah. made sense it really made sense instead of just taking the turret out and say oh that's just safe putting yeah. that tractor beam turret in and having your and having the safe go in that kind of area where your your P fifty two access was, and saying it's not, it's not a hidden thing; it's just a, a shielded area. Everyone knows it's there. It's just right. And, and that made more sense than saying, "Oh, yeah, it's a hidden safe, but everyone knows it's there." Yeah, that was so bad. <laughs> bad, you know, best laid plans, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's the last question. Thank you all for asking questions. Thank you to Space Coder, Papa Jefe, and Al for coming on to hang out with us here today and talk a little bit of Star Citizen. If you uh, are interested in what we've discussed, then you should be you know, following the Space Coder, uh, watching his videos, uh, going to the armory.spacecoder.space, right? Yeah, yeah. Armory.spacecoder.space. We now have merch too. Merch, get, this, get there. Um, we got notebooks, but you can't see them because my, my, I have a green screen thing. Then <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've got, uh, make sure you're following, um, watching Papa Hefe's um, Shinema over at um, Papa Hefe, youtube.com slash Papa Hefe. And uh, of course, you can find me and Algrid on the Lore Citizen podcast once a month. Uh, it'll be on this, this YouTube, uh, youtube.com slash The Astro Pub. It'll also be on uh, Anchor podcasts anchor fm podcast but that means it's on like spotify and all these other things as well and of course you can catch me and algorithm on the info runners youtube.com slash the info runners so and the latest um the latest episode of info runners i think is uh where should i start yeah and with all is myself actually on that 
in with but, uh, execute. Mm-hmm. Where should you start in 315? Yeah, yeah. where should you start in 315? So if you want a, a little rundown, go check that out video as well. Uh, thank you again, y'all. Thank you for, for, for joining us. Thank you, Al and Papa and Space Coda for joining us for this as well. And uh, you, like I say every time, hope to see you someday in the black.